Episode number five is live. What's up, man? What's going on? Five weeks. Wow. We've five weeks. We've, we've, fifth one. we've been gathering together on Saturdays for five weeks now to do what we would normally do on the phone. Yep. Walking around our bedrooms. Except tonight we have to have the uh, Adesanya, if I said that right, Stylebender, and you all Romero fight on. Woo! Woo! So if you, if you hear a pop, you know something interesting just happened. Although we can't even see it happening right now. So, did you watch AEW? Not Dynamite. I watched the Revolution. I don't really know what happened on Dynamite. Actually, I know. Uh, I don't know anything that happened on Dynamite. Actually, Revolution was okay. Revolution was. Let me just blanket statement and say Revolution was good. <sighs> <laughs> ish <laughs> I mean ish it was way better than I thought like the well, I forget what they opened with I don't did they open with Darby Allen anyways Darby Allen Sammy Guevara high intensity before the match even started yeah I think that's the one you was like, telling me yeah. about Guevara yeah the dive sixth, on the very yeah well yeah Darby Allen came in dove straight out of the ring which Darby Allen's so good at diving he's such a little guy but he's so high energy right so he came out dove and they wrestled around, threw each other in the barricade. You know, one of their fans are going to get hurt. Right. <laughs> Somebody's getting a leg broke or bust right. their teeth or something. Yeah. It'll happen. There's Some a, little kid There's a lawsuit, yes, the there's a lawsuit in the head. making, yes. Yep. But, so then Sammy Guevara gets a table. This The match hasn't started. Right, because right. right. Sammy Guevara never yeah. got in the ring. So the bells so never rang. that he just went right at him. He went, and then, yeah, because he, he he did the whole throat thing yeah, with, with the, the skateboard. skateboard and caused him not to be able to talk for like two weeks or three or something. And then he 630s him through a uh, table, which I thought was a great opportunity to throw him in the ring and pin him. <laughs> right. I mean, I know they need Darby Allen to win, but like that was a great opportunity. <laughs> throw him in the ring. Ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. One, two, three. You piece of shit. He'll get yeah. Sam Guevara is very punchable anyway. So, And I mean, that one was good. You didn't watch any of it, did you? You didn't mm-hmm. see it? No, I didn't see it. Uh, I think the standout match, other than obviously MJF and Cody, because I'm very partial to MJF and he works really well. It's not like I'm just like, I love MJF. I was very objective in this pay-per-view. I enjoyed the Orange Cassidy match. Right? <laughs> I've right. never enjoyed anything that idiot's right. done. So, enjoyed-ish, right? It entertained right. me. As a pure wrestling fan, I'm like, you sons of bitches. I hate all of you for <laughs> even okaying okay in the this. face. I hate everything about your whole pay-per-view. But just to sit back and be entertained, the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Adam Page's match, tag match for the belts, was probably the best match on the card. Yeah. Other than MJF and Cody, which they were the slower, more old-school style. Speaking of AEW, something that I did see was that Jake... Yeah. The Snake Roberts promo. I did see that about Cody Rhodes. Yeah, after he MJF beat him. And great. if you didn't watch AEW, like I didn't, but you heard about this promo, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. Because that is as classic Jake the Snake Roberts as you will ever, ever get. Yeah, MJF's a great heel and I love him. And he talks, and you listen, but he's got a lot of da-da-da-da-da in his mm-hmm. voice, you know. And Jake Roberts came out there with that gravelly voice, and it's even worse now. He sounded like Nick Nolte. And, and, well, and you just obviously, listen. I had heard about the, I had heard something, no, I seen a picture of the, of a picture of Jake the Snake and Cody standing in the ring. But I didn't actually know that it was like a big promo that was cut. You're the one that told me to watch it. And when I watched it, and you had already pre-warned me of the part where he said this, but when he said it, it was like, it was still like a oh, a little pop inside me because he was like, "I don't want to take the whole pie, just your piece." And he said it just like yeah, that. Not I don't want to take the whole pie, just your piece. He said. Yeah. Now he paused. Just, he said just your piece. He said I don't Classic want to take the Jake's whole pie. Name. Classic. Jake's just your piece. And that was, he just it's well we've talked about this before we started recording and he just he's so good at just coming up and grabbing you by the shirt and being like listen to me, without doing that. He just speaks, and you're drawn in because he's got that voice. He's like a gravelly whisper. And you're like, what's he going to say next? Yeah. And then he ends with the line of the night, and he said, A wise man once told me, never turn your back on anybody you respect or that you're afraid of. And he pitches Cody the mic. And he over turns, his head. And he, oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he throws it, it over his back. he turns his back on Cody. 
to show them that he nor respects him or is afraid of him. And the whole point of the uh, the thing, if you didn't see it, which it sounds like Jake's challenging. No, they're not doing 60-year-old Jake the Snake Roberts. No, he has a client. He has a client that is going to take over AEW. And if I'm going to guess, that's going to be Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee. Yeah, I would, I would say in. you're correct. Because if they, if they will use him correctly, he's a big, giant, crazy-looking dude. And they need to just have him go on a tear. Yes. Hurting people. Yes. For Jake Roberts. Jake needs to point him at people and talk for him. Yes. Like Heyman and Lesnar. And in the part where he brought the snake in, I used to set a ring in that corner right there. Just to, you know, yeah. get, in the, get in my opponent's head. He Did said, because you know they would think about it. Bag. Yeah. And, and when you, as soon as you thought about it, as soon as it was in your head, you were in the palm of my hand. And that's how he threatened people. Like, he didn't say what he was going to do to you when Damien gets a hold of you. Yeah. Back on those old promos yeah. backstage. It just shows you Sean what Moody. that there was some true psychology that he was putting into that snake. It wasn't just bringing a scary snake to yeah. the ring. It was bringing a scary snake to the ring and then make you believe that he's going to let it bite you. Yeah. And well, now did, you're looking at that snake every minute to make sure it ain't getting out of the bag. Did you hear him tell that Randy Savage story oh, on Joe Rogan? Oh, my God. That was such a great story. He said, he said, is, has that snake been fixed? He said, they take the venom out. He said, he said, Randy walks up to me and he's like, Jake, I got to talk to you for a second, brother. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said, uh, how was it he said? Has that Cobra been defanged? Yeah, I don't know if he said defanged. Yeah, and he essentially. said, or devenomized. De- yeah. And he said, uh, I don't think he said it that way either, but he's. <laughs> He said, yeah, yeah, it's been taken care of me. Yeah, well, maybe it has and maybe it hasn't. Maybe it has and maybe it <laughs> maybe hasn't. It has, he says, he paces has. around for a little while. He's like, listen here, I'm going to need to see a snake bite you. <laughs> so he made Jake. Jake get this snake hot out of this cold bag, warm it up enough to bite him in front of Randy Savage so he would go on. Like, <laughs> it's like that scene. He in thought Wayne's it was a conspiracy. World. It reminds me of that scene in Wayne's World where he's like, oh, I define... 5,000 brown M&M's to fill a brandy glass or Ozzy wouldn't go on stage right now. We don't need to see the snake bite you, brother. <laughs> yeah, like... Because he was, he was afraid that there was some kind of conspiracy there. Yeah, oh, he was nuts, man. He was nuts. <laughs> Listen to the stories about Randy Oh, Savage. God. It's uh, bad. But did, did you hear what Jake the Snake said he went on to do after Randy made him do that? When he got when he when he he was supposed to that was the night yeah. the Cobra bit oh, Randy yeah yeah at the wedding and uh, when he broke that he broke was in the, the wedding yeah. yeah right and what he did he said he pulled he said he pulled that snake out of the bag and paintbrushed it what he means is he smacked it with the tip of his fingers on the top of his head to get it real mad and then went over there and stuck it too and it just Randy him, and it bit him. in and he said he, he couldn't get it off <laughs> that's. That's great. You don't hear no, that kind of those stuff stories anymore. Are great. Yes. If you haven't, and I think we've talked about it before, go listen to Jake the Snake on Joe Rogan. Oh, it is God. one of the best interviews, conversations yes. that yeah. I've heard with Jake Roberts. It is great. That's what I like about Rogan. It's just a yeah. conversation. Which is kind of what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Just a conversation. Just a conversation. Between people. Not, hey, how you been? Where are you from? What's your influence? <laughs> we kind of did that the first one. We're getting away from it. Yeah. Well, it, so, but you gotta gotta find out, you know, what's your influence. We're not gonna do it every show. So, how many times have you done this in a show? Right. Yeah. And no, those questions might come no up. No real big Q and A's. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be Nothing a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> we don't sit down and outline any of this. Therefore, except for the review of '96 last week, and thank you for the three of you that listened to that podcast. Right. We <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Tim, possibly uh, mom, <laughs> and somebody else from Earth. I played it once. I played it once. <laughs> I played it once. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so what you mean is thank you, mom, or somebody or, from Irvin, or Tim Starr. Yeah, Tim probably listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Oh, so we're Sorry. probably not going to be doing reviews like that because, one, we're not comfortable doing reviews like that. Because I even took notes and still couldn't be comfortable doing it. I think taking notes was part of the reason I wasn't comfortable <laughs> doing it. And uh, it doesn't really fit into the, the title wrestling and ramblings if yeah. we have it outlined and notes taken and all that. Because this is literally a conversation between me and you Just sitting that we have on the phone. Only difference now is we're recording it. Which is why you also sometimes hear those little blank moments when neither like, one of us have anything to say. And we're like, 
Oh, yeah, got to bring something up because we're recording you, this. You hear an inside joke where we reference our wrestling personas who absolutely hate each other, or when Jamie on the the uh, podcast with Breed was like, oh, "I hate Breed." But yeah, no, it was the right before you were like, "I'll oh, screw Breed." Yeah, but I love Patrick. Yeah, Dominic hates Breed. Jamie loves Patrick. <laughs> Speaking of uh, wrestling, you still you still getting ready? Still the gym every day? Oh yeah, that's 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 increased a lot. You know, you're there. I cannot wait till the day comes that we finally get to wrestle. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. I just can't wait for the day to come that I actually get to wrestle. Right? Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of anyone's if you're going to come at somebody like Dominic McVeigh anyways. I mean. No, I said you know, anyone's, not you've gotta nobody's. Earn, you've got to earn that. You've got to earn that. <laughs> nobody's. Meanwhile, yeah. you're the champ. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you're a nobody. What's that shiny on your shoulder? <laughs> Where'd you get that? Who made that accessory? <laughs> Renegade made this accessory. It's called their title belt. They just didn't realize they were making it for me when they made it. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So on the, the note of AEW and talking about the Orange Cassidy match, I get it. They spit all over the face of wrestling. But I said to you that I thought they need to do something with him now. He's over. He's. I, I don't care... Who likes it, who don't, whatever. That audience is into him. He's selling shirts. He's selling shirts. They pop for him every time he does anything. So, uh, objectively, without thinking you're spitting all over the wrestling business, which I listened to Jim Cornette's review of this. And generally, <laughs> and I, I mean, it's not because I follow Cornette. Like, I know, I listened, started listening to Cornette because a lot of the opinions I had on wrestling and wrestlers in general. Um, when I started listening to his podcast, it's like, oh, I, we have a lot of right. the same opinion. Like politically, we're totally opposite. I mean, maybe not right. opposite. So I'm not right wing. I'm just kind of absentee when right. it comes to politics. Yeah, yeah. Like you're both stupid. You know, Democrats, right. Republicans. Not oh, all he, you guys are stupid. Just in the two party system in general. Blah blah blah. But I usually agree with Cornette, basically on a lot of things, and he just trashed this match. Oh my God. He said he turned it off and didn't even watch the Moxley Jericho title match because he hated this match so bad because it shit all over wrestling and it buried Pac and he hates Orange Cassidy. And I'm pretty sure that he said he hopes he flips over the ropes with his hands in his pocket. I know he said it. That he flips, flips over the ropes with his hands in his pocket, catches his feet on the ring and busts his skull open all over the oh. floor and his brains come out. Like, Death. He wished death upon Orange Cassidy for this match. See, see, that's the one place that Cornette goes when it's like, man, like, look, if somebody is spitting in the face of wrestling, does it bother me? Yes. I can't, I don't like it. I've told you the story about the thing I had to do in the ring that I wasn't really fond of doing, and it killed my soul to do it. And still does. (laughs) It still does. It still bothers me, which is why I just brought it up. But you're going to wish... Like, because you said it now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. real. Yeah. Oh, I was just kidding. Oh. It's kind of like on a. Uh, it's kind of like on a. Uh, uh, Ted, the movie Ted, when he starts singing that creepy little song to Ted, and then he like gets real creepy with it and like touches him. He's like, oh no, see now you've made that a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. Now people have that vision of what Cornette wants to happen to this happen to this dude, and. I, if it I happens, think he means it. Can you imagine if it happens? I, I think he would be happy. I think he might be too. Anyways, not just not you, that you're a bad person, you Jim Cornette. We love you. I still love I, you. Yeah, I'm still gonna listen if to the podcast. If it was the coronavirus, I'd come see you in Lexington. But uh, I'm not coming to. Lexington. Yeah, that's too many yeah. people. I'm not really scared of the coronavirus. I just don't want to go to a big giant con. Yeah, no. See, uh, they were talking about that. Uh, the Arnold, the what's it called? The, the Arnold, Arnold, the Arnold, Arnold, the yeah, Arnold Expo right. got yeah. canceled. Like, oh, did it get canceled? It got canceled. Well, like somebody was talking about it and talking about how you got to like squeeze through between oh, yeah. these. Pe- yeah, your elbow, I can't, to elbow. As far I can't, as I'm I sorry. don't. My anxiety's too much for that, man. Yeah, like I don't, I don't do well in big crowds like that, like elbow to elbow. And I would if imagine separated from the crowd, I'd be okay. Right. See, I went to the Scarefest in Lexington, and that was fine. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people there, but they had a big enough area that. Yeah. Anyways, we're not promoting Scarefest right now. <laughs> Or the Arnold. We're just doesn't ram- matter. We're just rambling. <laughs> Obviously. But uh, the Orange Cassidy match did, okay, for pure entertainment. Like I said, oh, ramblings, side roads. We always get off on that side road <laughs> conversation. 
it's a it's a silly gimmick. It is, and he's been stupid. And they're they've established that he doesn't care, right? And he doesn't try because he's gotten trashed a few times. People right. jacked him up. Pac being one of them, mm-hmm. and or Pac, Pac, Pac being Pac. one of them, not Tupac, because <laughs> <laughs> he would murder George Cassidy. <laughs> but uh, you know, they just let him get the crap kicked out of him because that's he don't care. Right. He'll just sit there with his hands in the pocket and take it. And he's selling shirts. And I said. To you, that he needs to be doing his little sweet shin music kicks, then little phony kicks to the shins, and then instead of backing up and kicking him in the shin barely again, jump up and do a high impact clothesline or a, a drop kick, mm-hmm. just something, right. change it up, surprise somebody, do something you're not expected, and they didn't do that, but Pac did just kind of take him not serious. He even started doing the kick back thing, which I even when that happened, I was like. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Pac. Yeah, I mean you're a star and making it, a lot of money. That's, in AW. A, that's you, a stab into your character. I, I just feel like, like that that put a little damper on on Pac there, and and then he he did a few things to uh, Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy, you know, finally did something and reversed him and threw him across the ring. And Pac was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Oh, you can actually this wrestle. Kid too. threw me across the what? And he still wasn't taking him serious, and. Orange Cassidy did a couple of impressive things. One being like he jumped off the top rope and hit him with a DDT. Pretty slick. Pack obviously has a lot to do with that. He's a fantastic worker. So the DDT sale is a lot on him. But right. you got to land and jump and back bump mm-hmm. like while sliding into a DDT and make it look good. So, I mean, Orange Cassidy did well. And then they made it like where Pack was finally like, all right, to hell with this. I'm going to take this kid seriously now. And then he grabbed him and submitted him like, right. like he was nothing. You right. Know? So I thought... That match was entertaining. Because at one point, Pac was going to do his thing. It's called the Black Arrow. I'm not sure what he does, but it's a top rope move. Yeah. It's like a finisher. Right. Because of the Black Arrow. Yeah. I think. And <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just going off. I'm <laughs> right. pretty sure that's what the commentator said. But, Lord, it, what Excalibur just, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. And JR, you can hear him. Prefer, yeah. prefer. You can hear his just distaste in his voice after Excalibur <laughs> talks. He's like, all right, that's enough, man. Boy, shut up. <laughs> So he was going to go do that black arrow, and Orange Cassidy just rolls out of the ring. Just roll, 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 till he gets to the edge of the ring, which I was like, <laughs> And then Pat goes out there and, you know, kicks crap at him, throws him back in the ring, goes up to the top rope again from the outside of the ring, you know, climbs up on the right. open, climbs up on the top rope. And when he throws him in, Orange Cassidy just rolls all the way to the other side of the ring, rolls out of the ring. It was funny. Like yeah. it was entertaining. That's what you're gonna watch, right? If you're watching AEW, thinking you're gonna see 1988 NWA AWA wrestling, you're not. Which isn't exactly yeah. what you want to see. Either. I mean, you're not gonna see Attitude Era. You're gonna see AEW wrestling, and that's just kind of what they do. Which, like I said, I've not been entertained by Orange Cassidy, but the kid can work a little. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he, I mean, he showed that he can work a little, and with I mean, obviously he's got Pat. He had a gimmick before that gimmick. I'm I don't sure. think Pat really helped his character in any way by doing that with Orange Cassidy. Right. Like, like, Pat's supposed to be this mean little killer. If anything, they should have just had him murder Orange Cassidy. Right. Yeah. Just murder him. But I mean, it it is what it is, and it was entertaining. I didn't I didn't mind it. I wasn't. I don't. I don't hope you, he catches his feet on a rope somewhere and crashes right, right. his skull exactly. over. Which, which, I mean, over wrestling, we wouldn't wish that on any... I wouldn't wish that on anyone just because of something they did in wrestling. But Jim Cornette just goes a little farther than I do. But, yeah, I wish I'd watched it. I, I was actually planning on watching it, but work, gym, yeah. bed, that's... And, I mean, there's really no, unless you watch it live, there's no source to watch AEW right. unless you catch it. Mm-hmm. I caught Revolution on YouTube. Well, I could DVR Right after it. it, yeah. And I probably, I usually see, that's where I tell on myself because obviously I could find time somewhere yeah. to watch two-hour but TV programs. that's the problem with wrestling is. It can't draw me in do anymore. You, do you remember when 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, depending on whether it was three hours, two hours raw, was you anywhere else on a Monday? Mm-mm. Not during the time he was watching the Attitude Mm-mm. Era and all that. Was you ever? It didn't matter what you had to do. If I if I was anywhere, I was at my friend Jake's. Oh house. yeah, I mean, was you anywhere that wasn't watching Raw? No, no, and then neither was I. And then I had to make sure, you know, like I almost got used to being tired at school on Tuesdays oh, because yeah. Nitro came on right after Raw. Yep, TNT showed it back to back, which I thought was smart. Oh, and it was, it was great for me because I could watch Raw. And then, and but I got to the point where I'd, I'd switch over, like because WCW, I wanted to see what happened. Right. There. But my point being is, 
there's a million ways to watch all this stuff anytime you want. If you had that access, can you imagine? Like, you could do anything. You Okay, well, I'll just DVR. Right. I'll go do this, and I'll yeah. come home, and in my night at home, I'll watch Raw. Awesome. Right. You would have done it, but you made it a point to be there. Oh, yeah. And, and now we have that option where you could literally you go to YouTube, you could DVR it. I'm sure TNT's got an app. You probably watch right. through that somehow. Which I appreciate still, having that. It's nice. Now, looking back on it, like that was like a tradition for me. Oh, yeah. Especially one that I shared with my uncle who passed away, but he was like my best friend. He's the one that got me into wrestling, flipped it on one Monday night, and here we are talking on this podcast, but <clears throat> maybe a little longer than that. But now I can look back on that and be like, that's where I was at every Monday night. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. And Unless even- I was grounded for having bad grades in school. <laughs> Which were also probably because I was busy talking about wrestling with my friends. Makes sense. And yeah. look, look, look. That'll, that'll never get you anywhere. Look at you now. Mm-hmm. Podcasting. <laughs> about wrestling. About wrestling. Anyways. Our last uh, podcast did how many views? What? Or how many listens? I think it got a half. I or think, like point seven. I think, five I think the like last, I think, well, the technical last one was six. But now the Tim Starr one is back up and it's it's climbing a little more. That star power. That star power. Anyways, speaking of star power, our first show is now getting up there in the views or listens or whatever you want to refer it to. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And I mean, we'll just keep making them. Maybe you find it and you go, "Oh, I like this first episode. I'll listen to the second, third, fourth, fifth. We got got like nine episodes." And now maybe every Saturday you get to listen to us talk about wrestling and ramble on to other subjects. Y'all start listening more. We'll do it more. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean. Really? Do we have a reason not to? And we're going to talk about wrestling. It's like you said, unless it started feeling like a job. It starts. It starts feeling tedious where you don't want to do it. Then yeah, we're like, well, if, if fourteen people are listening, not that we don't appreciate you, fourteen people listening, but right, it's it. We got no reason not to talk about wrestling. If somebody wants to listen to me ramble on about wrestling, I'll talk. Oh yeah, I got no issue talking. If people want to ramble with me, if they want to listen to me ramble about anything, I I just about do a. Potpourri but podcast. My, my major point with it is you had Raw to watch, possibly Nitro. Right. right? Uh, and you watched it. But now you have NXT, you have AEW, you have Raw, you have SmackDown. You can go watch Ring of Honor, NWA comes on DNA. YouTube. Do you care? OVW. Do you care to keep up? I'm not, I don't want to go into the, the indies because you'd have to kind of go to that show or get the app or something right. like that. So it's, a, it's, yeah, not, it's not more effort, but right. it is like, it's not just right there on your main screen. Which apparently now they're signing the deal that's going to make I know, I saw that. OVW yeah. got like big time TV deal. That's awesome. Because I mean, I, I like, I like Al Snow and Rip Rogers and all that and what they do up there. It's And OVW's always been a respected company since it's opened. Right. What, like, Almost thirty years ago, a long time. Ninety two, yeah, I think, it's it's been a long time. Corny had that one for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where he threatened to shoot Brock. What else are you gonna do? Uh, you either threaten to shoot him or you just give him your wife, like Mark Merrill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the coolest story from a wrestler I think I've heard in a very long time. Just because, okay, he's on the Steve Austin podcast. Shout out Steve Austin, like he's gonna. Be. Uh, but anyways, Mark Merrow's on the Steve Austin podcast, and he said that he left the company, and then Sable decided she wanted to go back to the company. And he was like, there's no way they're going to take you back, because there was some bad blood there. And she was like, well, I already talked to Vince, and he said he'd think about it. And when Vince said he'd think about it, he meant, I'm going to hold out to make it look like I'm not just dying to get you back on the show. And then there she was. Anyways, so they're trying to make this long-distance thing work. He's at home with the kids, and she's out doing raw tapings, and or if it was it may have been live at the time. But, Traveling the country for right. days a year. And he said he would call her, and they would talk, and he said he started, he started seeing that his calls were getting shorter, and then they were getting few and far in between. It was like she just, you know, it was yeah, distant. There was a distance. Going and on. he said, so one day he calls to... And leaves a voicemail like, I can't believe you do this. You're just leaving us here, not even talking to us. And, you know, I've got our kid here and all this. And then he got off the phone. He felt bad. So he called back. He knew her code and stuff. So he was going to delete the message. So she never heard it. Well, she had two messages. And one was from this guy talking about, you know, how their relationship was kicking off or whatever. 
And he said at first he was mad, and he was like, I don't care who this guy is. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to rip his head off. And yeah, because Merrill was that. a shoot boxer. Like, he was a real boxer. And in Mark Merrill's exact words was, I'm going to rip his head off. I'm going to do all this to him. And then I met Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, <laughs> after he said that on the podcast, after he said that, he goes, and I wish them all the best of luck. Uh, it's great. It's, you know, like, yeah, like, it's like, listen, I don't want no problems with you, Brock, you big giant. <laughs> right. Olga. I feel like I could shoot you like twice and you'd be like, is that it? I would be afraid, even with a gun of that. Because, I mean, you know, guns, certain guns have been known to not stop people. Yeah, that's true. It's just a question. And is he'd your be gun one big that enough? wouldn't. Oh, no. Oh, he'd be one He's like an wouldn't. elephant. He just keeps charging through. An elephant through. that has the athleticism of a lion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're like, oh, that elephant can move. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's and that's, quick, quick and that's the only reason that that I, I don't completely just bail on the idea of Brock and WWE. Because oh. I know it gets people get sick of him not showing up for every show and he's not, you know, he's not at every pay-per-view. He's got a light work schedule. Yes. And should he be getting paid the money for that light ske- schedule? Who am I to say? I mean, if they offered it to me, I'd sign on the dotted they line. They know how much Brock draws. Right. They know what kind of Only they know the real numbers. And it's believable. Yeah, that's one thing about it. it. This might be an unpopular opinion, but my opinion is Brock's the only person that's ever been in that ring. You could have done with Shamrock. Yeah. But Shamrock, well, they did a little bit. They did a little bit. They did bit. a little bit, but Shamrock was... He was jacked, and he was a scary-looking dude, but nobody's ever looked like Brock Lesnar no. with his background. Like, his shoot background, and no, like, everybody knows that Brock Lesnar can kick the shit out of anybody right. in the locker room. Yeah. I mean, he can. Yeah. He's done it to high-level fighters. You know what I mean? Ask Heath Herring. Let Heath Herring <laughs> go fight anybody. Punch him so hard he did a back. Let him go fight anybody. Heath Herring, today, at yeah. his age... Any of those guys in that locker room, and I bet he stomps them. Mm-hmm. And Brock Lesnar beat him, just Bad. beat him. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He ran in some 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 bigger, tougher. Well, okay, not bigger, but some badder dudes. Right, and I mean, even in his early career, he got caught by Shamrock yeah. in the submission. Uh, uh, Mir. Yeah, did I say Shamrock? Yeah, yeah Frank, Frank Mir. Yeah, Frank. Shamrock. Yeah, Frank Mir. <laughs> this is what and, happens and when I was, start crossing sports. After he hamburger meated his face. Right. Yeah, like he was beating the yes pee water out. Of but him. then he came back the second and third time, and beat the rest of it out of him. Yeah. Like, and those those punches that that just that oversized hand. They don't look even all that hard. They don't have a lot of distance on them. But you can see the head just oh, jerk it's every like time he connects. With a lunchbox. Yes, let's co- a metal one. Yeah, one of the old metal just, ones. His hands are just huge. over and over. And, and then, it's solid. And There's no gift the car, to it. And then they had the Carwin fight, which really showed me more about Brock than any of those other fights. Mm-hmm. Because Carwin beat the mm-hmm. swatter out of him. <laughs> and, and he weathered it. And yeah. won in the second round after he gassed yep. Carwin. Carwin gassed, and that big giant did not. Uh, oh, he doesn't. He's a free. He does not gas. That's why he's the most believable heavyweight champion. Unless, uh, except... You got to go back to like Andre the Giant because well, how are you going to take it? You know, right? And somebody did. So like the only person they could have done that with is somebody like Andre, right? Because Brock Lesnar is the most legitimate shoot champion they've ever had. Yes, ever, no doubt. Because any champion that was ever shoot before or that was a real well, badass, Brock Lesnar will stomp them. Even ass. with Ken Shamrock, it wasn't utilized right. No, it was no, utilized, no. and they were they were getting there. But, like, for God's sake, he would come out and the referees would start, like, trying to pull him off the person that he was viciously attacking because he was crazy. Yeah. And he would belly-to-belly suplex him, and they would just lay out, of course, the referees. But then when the actual other wrestler stands up and you belly-to-belly them and they just lay out like it's nothing, I've seen them take, like, the flying belly-to-bellies where they throw them over their head. He's doing it sideways. Like yeah, and it's just it's not very high impact. Brock Lesnar gets him up there, throws him around for that F five, and because it's a legitimate shoot as Ken Shamrock was, let him fight Brock Lesnar. I mean, you saw what Tito did to him, right? You know, I mean, what would Brock yeah. Lesnar do to him? Right. You know, so I mean, I'm just saying, he's the most legitimate shooter they've ever had. Could you imagine how many people would have been hurt if he got into the UFC one 
I mean, obviously not a possibility. But uh, yeah, with his athleticism and collegiate could, background. Yes, with awful. the it'd guy be, he is today. Really bad. People would have really died. Bad. We may not have a UFC anymore. Yeah, he would have. He would have hurt people bad. Yeah, if you if you put some of these really skilled kids in the uh, in the UFC, like from, from nowadays, say like Stylebender. Give him, like, I don't think there was a 170 division back then. Oh, yeah, that goes for the, so, like, a lot of the new talent. If there wasn't, no. Yeah. But but if there was. Yeah. Or if he went up. Or take, to, I mean, even a smaller guy. Go take George St. Pierre to the oh. 205 division when, like, Tito had the belt, right? He wallowed Tito. Make him look stupid. Because Tito was great, and Tito was tough, and Tito got in their heads and made him mad and made him come out and try to brawl with him. He just took him down and beat him up. But yep. you couldn't, you could not do that to George St. Pierre. He no. does not know what you are saying and he does not know what these American words mean. Right. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's like the most happy-go-lucky dude yeah. ever. He's like, am I going to get upset? And then he takes off, gets out of the shower and looks at himself and he's like, oh my goodness, I am the most jacked human alive. Yeah. <laughs> he's a freak. So, the different skill levels. But yeah. my point being is, is Brock, Brock's the most legitimate shoot champion and you couldn't do it with anybody else because anybody he puts over is a bad dude. Yeah. Anybody he decides to put over, that's why I love I'm back to that Keith Lee thing. I'm glad they shine him up with Brock just a little bit because yeah. it puts him as a legitimate big yes. bad dude. Yep. Because the now Brock's dude, taking him serious. The baddest dude ever in wrestling history. He's not playing real. Yeah. He 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 gets in the ring with him and he knows it's not a game. Yeah. He knows this guy could hurt him. And he showed that in the, and I mean he sells. When he sells he sells so hard because he's so big, it doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah, and, and, like, a lot of people, I hate the way this happens, but a lot of people, like, love the way Brock Lesnar, like, if you clothesline Brock Lesnar over the ropes, some people love the way he goes out of the ring. Because it's like he's, instead of going backwards, they hit him and he turns and flips around frontwards. I don't like that. I think it works for Brock just because Brock is such a freak. that right. His body just reacts. Well, I you think, know what I mean? And like, I think another reason that he does it and I mean, I'm sure he could do it the other way too. But when he flips out, he usually lands on his feet. Yeah. Like you know, like yeah. you got him out of the ring, but he didn't go off his feet. Now there is your, your moments when he goes over the top rope and lays there with the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, watch his face. Get him over the rope. McIntyre. 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 It, it could be. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong on this, but. He's not really tall enough to do the whole cane thing, you know, mm-hmm. backflip, right. land on his feet, like, straight up. And he's so top-heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, his upper body is so big that mm-hmm. maybe he can't do that. He might not maybe just anything. the center of gravity. I mean, I know he's a crazy freak athlete. Maybe that center of gravity is just like, once he goes back, them smaller, and they're probably bigger than my body. But compared to his upper body, right. they're way smaller. Yeah, Like, maybe it just don't work. And not. then again, maybe he's smart enough to go, I'm not blowing out my ligament right. on my knee yeah. so you can clothesline me over a rope. Right. I don't care. If I'll you clothesline me over a rope, you, you're getting shine. It don't matter how I take right. it. Yeah. You clothesline me People are like, oh my God, he yeah, did it. exactly. I remember back when he first came to the WWE. Like his, did you ever see like his original debuts? I, or th- I say debuts because there was like multiple scenarios where he just ran in and F5 somebody. I remember I found a wrestling magazine like years ago. And it was collegiate Brock Lesnar, this kid that they were looking right. at for pro wrestling, mm-hmm. which they probably already signed him, honestly. Oh, yeah, they did. I, they did. And he was, oh, my God. Yeah. You remember him in college? Oh, dude, he can, was, can you imagine if you're like, all right, we got this, coach. And then you show up and your coach is like, you're the baddest dude in the state. Nobody can beat you. Mm-hmm. And then facing Brock Lesnar, and he looks at his coach like, this dude can beat me. Yeah. This dude can certainly beat me. Why are you tell me all these things? You act like nobody in this world can beat me. And then they shave a gorilla exactly. and send him across here. And they taught him how to wrestle. They taught him uh, how to wrestle. Exactly. So, yes. like, just the freak that he is. But just, when, when he first came into the WWE. Somebody beat him, though. It's not like uh, he was undefeated in college. Right. Somebody, can you imagine? Yeah. you imagine that? Boy, walking back to that locker room after you pinned Brock Lesnar. And, and I want I wonder how much of that was just Brock taking someone lightly. I don't know. I mean, there's wrestlers, bad They're, dudes. Out there. Right. Oh, yeah. And no you don't doubt. have to, I mean, like, if they were punching, obviously, but like, just to pin somebody, somebody just knew how to do yeah. it better. Somebody, I yeah. mean, you ain't got to be that much, you don't have to be that comparable in strength to roll with somebody. Technique goes a long way. Yeah. Like, if you're rolling with somebody and you're stronger than them and your technique's the same, you're going to win. Right. But if they got you out technique, it don't matter how strong you no. are. 
Mm-mm. You better save that strength because yeah, they know how to escape. use that against yeah. you. So somebody beat them, and like I said, can you imagine that trip back to the locker room? Oh yeah. Room? All the rest of your teammates uh-huh. are looking at you. Like, what are y'all looking at? Not, not nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. We was, uh, that, not uh, a thing, Captain. We were just thinking about that big giant gorilla that you spit. <laughs> <laughs> but when he first came to the WWE, there would be a match going on. Anybody, I, I I don't remember the first person he got. Forgive me. I'm failing you once again, but. <laughs> he would come in, he would grab the person, he would F5 him. Then he comes in and he grabs Rikishi and F5s him. And everybody's just like... Effortlessly, probably. Effortlessly. Like, Rikishi, big 500-pound Rikishi, flying. Yeah. Because the F5, in my opinion, he used to do the F5 prettier than he does now. Because now he's a little like more stiff-moving. You know what I mean? Like, he's not... Back then, like, his movements, he was that athletic, bendable, like... Younger. Real agile. Younger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Younger. And that F5, when he would go down, I mean, it, it, everything about it was just, like, beautiful. And when you're that age... and I, I think mean, he got just, Mark Henry once. Just coming from the experience in the gym, when you're that age, you can do those... I can't, obviously, but Brock Lesnar can do those 275, 315 shoulder presses for right. 10 and 20, you know? Mm-hmm. Once you hit that age and them shoulders have been aching and you've been taking all these bumps all your career and you don't do that stuff anymore. So that pop ain't, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still, and you've got the broken neck. Yeah, that's too, that, ooh, that moonsault. That big man should never do a moonsault. God, and he almost did. Was it even a moonsault? It was a shooting Shooting star. star. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. God, that big man should not be doing a shooting Uh, star. If he didn't have that neck, he doesn't have to. If he didn't have that neck that he has, yeah. that would have killed him. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but them I mean, traps were like, look, buddy, we got you. It's yeah, going to break. It hurt. But it's going to break we, and it's going to hurt for a while. kept it stable enough. Yeah, but we got you. <laughs> Congratulations for spending your entire life in a gym somewhere. Brock Lesnar. And on mats. Absolute proof that God has favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. On that note. <laughs> uh but yeah, either way, when Brock Lesnar first came into the WWE, he was more agile, more athletic. It was just even more, if you can imagine it, even more of a freak then than he is now because he had youth on his side. Yeah, people get old. Can't fight Tom. Although if anybody could do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, if anybody was going to do it, he would do it. If anybody was going to do it and win, it's Brock. Uh. So, before we go into this blank spot, since we just finished up on a subject, we're going to take a pause for sponsorship. Sponsors. And now we're back. And we're back. And always use Anchor for all your podcasting, no matter what anybody tells you. Yes, because why not when it's free and you can make money off of Anchor? So much money. Like, look, before long, I will have a lollipop. Free of charge, like one of, oh, those, yeah. one of those twenty-five cent blow pops. Yes, paid for. Oh, actually, as a matter paid of fact, for. as a matter of fact, you you want one of those lollipops because we have enough that we can both get one of those twenty-five cent lollipops at this point. Both of us. Both of us. Paid in full. Paid in full. Ballers. All right, we're gonna move to the Caribbean, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap yeah. the podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, Anchor is free to use and it actually can make you money with viewership and sponsorship not to be confused with the anchor that you put in the water to keep your boat from moving don't just sit on your boat and talk into the anchor that's not going to that's work. that's not going to work not, i mean i'm not saying like look it's not gonna say it's not going to work as in you're talking to an anchor but it's not going to record the podcast and upload it for free to multiple and platforms. you're definitely not going to make money off that okay if somebody films you and put you on YouTube talking to a boat anchor for an hour, you might make some money over you that. You may. You might go viral. You might get made fun of a lot. But do you care if you go viral? Nope. Because there's a lot of people out there making a lot of money. No off- press is bad. Well, I was going to say no press is bad press, but there's definitely press that's bad press. Oh, yes, definitely. That's for sure. There's been some local indie wrestlers with some bad oh, press. Oh, some really bad press. Not good press. That is though. the worst press, as a matter of fact. Well... That's a step in the direction towards the worst press. 
Yeah. Anyway, probably bad. Yeah. I don't want. It's bad either way. You talking about me? Yes. Yes, I'm talking (laughs) about you. If you think I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you. Yes. Unless we're not talking about you. <laughs> because you, there may be somebody out there if like... If you know me and if you think I'm talking about you, I'm probably talking about you. But, you know, I won't say your name. Anyways. Yeah, because we're not part of the bad press. We are just if you have two issue, guys... If you have issues, my inbox is open. We'll <laughs> but we are just two guys sitting in a phone at this moment, having a conversation on the free Anchor app. Woo! I wonder how many times we can play. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think we get paid extra for that. So we should probably just stop you, now. Like, Jamie? Yeah. No, 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 no. Call me whatever his first name might be. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. He, he admitted that. But, Hi, Jamie. What you doing? <laughs> Pushing his glasses up. Exactly. In the middle. Exactly. Thanks anyway. That's so awesome. I'm glad yeah. you made it. Yeah. It's a good app. <sighs> so we've done? touched on AEW. Was you about to ask me what I want to talk about? No, I just kind of. I thought you said, "What do you want to talk about?" Yeah, I was going to say it was kind of like. I think that's what you were about to say. So we talked about AEW. We've talked a lot about Brock Lesnar. We've talked about Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, One thing I saw that I'm positive you probably didn't see, or might have spoke about it, is uh, Johnny Gargano turned on Tommaso Ciampa. You know who Johnny Gargano is? Yes. Okay. He, uh, they were just teammates, and they were (laughs) right. Then they were back together, and they were both baby faces. They turned on him. And, like, he cut this promo with, apparently, Mauro Ronaldo called him Johnny Turncoat when he turned on Because, <laughs> you know, Mauro, he's great. You know, so yeah. he, he was talking to Mauro, and he was like, did you try to contact me, Mauro? Did you try to get a hold of me at all? No, that didn't stop you from calling me Johnny Turncoat on the air, did it? Huh? <laughs> and he's like, I was just caught up in the, in the heat of the moment. He's like, oh, in the heat of the moment. Yeah, just, that, just all kinds of fire in his voice, right? But his face never Except for the fact that he opened his mouth, which contorts your face. He never changed his facial expression. I let my daughter watch it. I was like, did you see him change his facial expression once? He did not. Not once. He cut a mean, like, threatening Marl. Marl's like, I can't do this. I, I feel uncomfortable. And he, like, walked off. Like, kind of shoot style. Like, he right. really made Marl. Because, you know, Marl's good. But he never once changed his facial expression. Never once. Not once. It was just funny. It was the whole promo. For those of you who don't know what he's trying to say, (laughs) show emotion. Wrestling's about facial expressions, too. Yes. Too. Also, I'm not saying it's about this, and I know all kinds about wrestling. I've watched enough wrestling to know the facial expressions. Get it. Well, if you know what makes you pop, it's going to make somebody else pop, too. Yeah. Like Jake the Snake Roberts, when he goes into that voice. Obviously, I sound like Batman when I try to that down. (laughs) But when he goes into that voice, it grabs you. And he's got that look on his face. He furrows his brow. And he looks at you like a cock-eyed look kind of just from the side of him. And I don't know. Gargano had a lot of fire. And like when when, with the pie statement. I'm not here for the whole pie. Just your piece. Yeah, he wasn't really looking it, at Cody. And, and he, he just kind of turns and looks up at him. And points. Yeah. And he's like, just your piece. It was so good. God, Jake Roberts, man. It was so good. I man. wish he could still go. Yeah. That'd be nice. I mean, obviously, I, I'm sure he could probably bump a little. Because yeah. that DP yoga has apparently done wonders for oh, everybody yeah. that's done it. But, I mean, he's he's better off doing what he's doing. But uh, that's something else he did in that, in that promo was he referred to himself like the snake now. He's like, now I'm going to be in that corner. Yeah. Now you know the snake's in the right. corner. I'm and, always there. Yeah. And that's just like. And one thing he can definitely do is he can still DDT somebody. And that's all it ever Oh, yeah. It all, it's all it ever that, took. That it. DDT was that, over. So he's got that quick move that he can do till he's, you know. Speaking seven. of the DDT, we were speaking of Raven. And his first appearance in the WWE where he just came in and DDT'd somebody. Yeah. I saw it the other night, and I was wrong. The first person was not the king. And now it slipped my mind who it was he hit with that DDT. But I seen it. I was watching the old episodes of Raw, like yeah. I told you I do. And he just slides into the ring, hits the guy, grabs him, DDTs him real quick, and jumps out of the ring. Yeah. So you were right that the very first DDT was real quick. Yeah. Now with King, when he interfered in the Taz King strap match, he grabs King and he just kind of looks around, and then DDTs. Him. Yeah, but, so, and that that probably goes uh, hand in hand with the fact that you remember that he DDT Jerry the King Lawler. Right. So he stopped and yeah. he looked around like I'm about to DDT Jerry the King Lawler. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you don't remember 
who he did he did is right. why Raven and stood I just out watched it like and he hit ago. the even flow like he always right. does. Bam, yeah. bam, it's over. Yeah. Like so, it wasn't anybody that mattered. So he didn't go. And right. sorry, whoever you were, you, you obviously didn't matter because Encyclopedia Jamie here. Valvinus did remember <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, he made some. We he made some. Was it Valvinus or was it Blackman? It was in the Val Venus Blackman match, I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, if it was Val Venus, <laughs> if it was Steve Blackman, we are deleting this podcast. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> Not putting Killer. that out there. Dude, speaking of Val Venus, you know Nyla Rose and the whole Nyla Rose situation with her being yes. transgender. Yeah. And Which I that's, actually that's, didn't know. That's I mean, that's known. I'm not making speculation. Mm-hmm. She's transgender. And he made I don't remember what he said now like when we were when I meant to talk about it and we never got to right a couple podcasts ago possibly it uh it was he, he made some comments about how a man's competing against women mm-hmm. and it's like he was just making a yeah I remember we just trashing yeah. Nala Rose you know like you can't you can't Mm-mm. do that that's Mm-mm. that you can't do that and he was just you know trying to get airtime and he was just trashing the fact yeah. that she was transgendered. Like, okay, if you want my opinion on competition, no. You're about to go where I was going. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a transgender female who used to be a man and had years of testosterone running through their body, a bigger, broader frame in most cases. Because that's just how males are generally built. Right. I mean, that's... that's genetics. Just I genetics mean, of right. human beings. Competition-wise, no, that's unfair. That you can't have like a middle school wrestling champion, state champion, right. being a transgender boy. Of course, he beat up all them twelve-year-old girls. Right. If they're all trained to wrestle, mm-hmm. that's not okay. But in wrestling, the fact they have that they, intergender tag team matches. The fact that um, Tessa Blanchard, Stone Cold Stunner, Tessa Blanchard, the Stephen Impact McMahon. champion right now. Right. Yeah. She's the heavy, yeah. not the women's title. Yeah. The Impact right. heavyweight champion is Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. So. It's a new day. It's it's a new day. You can't be that ignorant right. anymore. But why they don't say, oh, the, this, you know, Nile Rose is a transgender. And, I mean, she's obviously not ashamed of it. Right. right? So Nor she's she a be. transgender. And if you want to get some heat, she's a transgender. All these poor little girls have to go against this beast of a human being. That they could never possibly physically compete with. God, what are they going to do? They're always fighting from underneath. Yep. They're never not fighting from underneath. Right. Always got Odds that. stats from the get-go. Always got that baby face comeback yep. in you. If you ever want to let them fire up, people are going to fire up with them. Because oh, yeah. how dare you? You know? Because, like I said, in a, com- a competitive, like, we have to wrestle. We have to foot race. We have to. And I'm not saying all boys are faster than all girls or anything. Oh, like that. I'm no. I'm just saying. Right. Top-level <clears throat> athletes, top-level Olympic male sprinters are going to outrun the top-level Olympic girl, female right. sprinters. Not girl, women, excuse right. me. me. Me or you. Yeah, no, they're going to hold a candle no, no, to well, one the of Olympic women. girls, the, the, the half our size are going to smoke us yeah. because we're not that. But trained on the same, in the same level, that's not fair. Mm-mm. It's not fair. And there's a lot of cases of like wrestling champions being like transgendered. And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, of course. What are the one. MMA fighters that are transgender and go into... Yeah, that was, that, that, was that one that... That's uh, real. Rogan talks about that. That's yeah, not, that's, that, that's, well, not that's what I first know. That's not fair. And uh, they demolish them. Yeah. And, of course, I mean, there's one case where somebody argued and was like, watch this fight. And it's a transgender female, it used to be a male, against just a, a biological female. You know, whatever, I guess that's the right term. I'm so confused when it comes to this stuff sometimes. You're probably offensive. We're from South Central Kentucky. We're right. trying. Yes. We're trying. I, it, the news travels very slow here. You can, you, can see, <laughs> you can see that we're only on the right path of enlightenment and acceptance. But if we say some dumb shit, sorry. Yeah, my bad. But anyways, and they're like, watch this fight. Well, it's a really good female MMA fighter against a really good female or transgender female, and she hangs with her for a little bit. You know, she dodges some punches, and she ducks them, and she jabs back, and that goes to, like, what you were saying with the sprinters. Yes, they hung in there because they're trained to, I mean, they're top-level top level athletes. athletes. Yeah. 
Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, they're top-level athletes, and she can hang in there. She can dodge a few punches. She's going to slip a few, and she's probably going to land two or three. They didn't hurt the transgender female. Like, she ate them and was just like, Yeah. Thank you. Can I have another? That's where it gets unfair because in most cases, the male is going to dominate a female. Yeah. And like I said, competition is bad, but in wrestling, you have her demolish so many people, and whoever you were trying to put over. Finally, you had China as your intercontinental and European champion in ninety nine. Yeah, China was a trendsetter. She was she was a different breed. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that was a female who took down really big males. Yeah, that norm and they would beat her. Hardcore Holly could demolished China. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. Big, Big guy. And she was a big female, and she didn't look. Tiny, tiny, next to him. But she looked pretty small. But she beat him. Cause Took his belt. Because it's, it's wrestling. And, my, go ahead. My whole thing with, with Nala Rose is you could play off that. That She's transgendered. She has a genetic advantage over all these little yes. girls. And finally, you could find somebody who beat her. Who put her down. Found I mean, that that kind of like they did in Impact. Although I don't really care for Impact storylines. But, you know, whatever. Maybe they'll get better. Can't really help when what happened to TNA back in right. the villages. They just demolished TNA and their whole name. So I mean, yep. you're starting from square one with a television new, show. Yeah, basically instead of getting to start over and develop all your new talent stuff, right. you just have to do start it on back air to the start back to the bottom. They got screwed. But the whole Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan, you know, like mm-hmm. now it, would it work if it was Drew McIntyre? No, Mm-mm. absolutely not. No, Tessa not Blanchard. If you go have Tessa Blanchard beat. Drew McIntyre, that's stupid. But you, Sammy Callahan, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hating on Sammy Callahan, but it's not like he looks big. He's not and Drew McIntyre. He don't look big and imposing and scared. If, if both of them walked up and Sammy was like, "Hey, you want to come over here and fight me?" Now maybe you think this might be rough because he don't look like he wouldn't fight you. Right. You know, he looks like yeah. he might bite you right. in the face. Yeah. The you but if Drew McIntyre's like, "You want to come over here?" Nope, I don't. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, sir. Please go away from me now. Pass. You're a giant. Yeah. Rain check. Yeah. Rain check, big guy. Because it's wrestling. It's about yeah. the look. It's not about who could fight. You know what I mean? Right. That's why Brock works, because he looks like he would kill you, mm-hmm. and he could. Mm-hmm. You know, both. It's right. not like, oh, you know. Because you've literally seen him demolish other people. Yeah. For real. Like, and I mean, and they've used the shoot angle a lot. To, Lord, to who? Uh, look, look back when Big Show challenged uh, Floyd Mayweather. And little Floyd Mayweather threw a combo at Big Show's and face. And broke his nose. Yeah. And Big Show sold it, you know, mm-hmm. because it's wrestling again. I don't know that he had a choice. <laughs> if Big Show... It, he wobbled him a little bit, If Big though. Show wanted to stand up and get mad... He couldn't reach him. He was on a knee. Oh, I remember. <laughs> he was down on his knee. He had to yeah, get down to right. get hit. But I'm just saying, that's why it's wrestling. If right. Floyd Mayweather, who baddest dude. He's, he's bad dude. So he knocked out the Big Show. But in all reality... If Big Show wanted to get up and stand up and grab a hold of Floyd Mayweather and rip him in half like he was a straw wrapper, yeah, that's what would have happened. Right. Because size don't always make a difference when you're 170 and that dude's 190 and you're just way better than him in better shape. Yeah, 20 pounds is good, but 300? 380 pounds, <laughs> yeah, you're getting torn in half yeah. like a tiny little phone book. Right, yeah, because, I mean, you got to be able to reach the dude's chin to knock yeah. it off. and... Honestly, I don't think he really hurt Big Show. He probably did. He probably he, stunned him when he hit him in the nose because that hurts. Yeah, which I mean, he he. And it's not like Floyd can't throw a punch. He told right? him to punch him. Oh, I'm he sure he wanted did. him to like really lay yeah. into him. Because if he did, I don't think his plan was to catch that on the nose though, because it broke his nose. Like, yeah, and I mean, it, Floyd, it was, Floyd don't know how to pull punches. Floyd don't know how to fake. He's trying to hit you in the nose and break yeah. your nose. So yeah. that's what he did. That's what he's but used to. At the same time, it's, it's wrestling. So Big Show sold it for yep. him. Oh, good job, Floyd. You're such a little guy, and you knocked out that big guy, and he was bullying you. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Not. He hit him in the face. Oh, Big Show's up. He's got him. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. He broke him in so many ways. Is that? Is he trying to? He pulled his arm off. off. <laughs> is he? Off. He's smacking him in the head. He's smacking him in the is head he with said, his own he arm. He's saying, quit hitting yourself. He's saying, quit hitting yourself. But really, like, if he's showing to tear his arm off, he would have. And I mean, I'm sure Floyd knows that. 
that ain't no knock on Floyd's fighting ability. Right. That's a huge. That's just huge a gorilla man. of a man. And the whole reason for that angle is because Show had been trying to train to box. Yeah, but and and then that's where he got his big you know punch and all. Yeah, that. that's where he came back with the knockout yeah. punch. Yeah, but uh, it just but Brock looks well big enough mm-hmm. and would oh. would lay it on oh. the Big Show. Yes. Thick. Yes. He'd lay it on him. Yeah, because the size he, isn't that much of a strong enough advantage. He's stronger than Show, right. I'm sure. Yeah. Like muscle for muscle. Oh, I, I don't mean it. just pure body stoutness. I guarantee it. Because I mean that's a big man. Well, you got a you got a stronger just center of gravity. Yeah, and I mean more you weigh, but, the stronger you are. Right. It's like Andre. He was stronger than anybody. Yeah. Now Hogan and Warrior look like they're the strongest dudes on the planet, but Andre. Big was Show's not going to struggle to pick. Brock Lesnar. No, up. but Brock ain't going to struggle to pick right, Lesnar up exactly. either. And that's what's dangerous. Yes. Is that he's 100 pounds lighter. Right. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. No. Big 400 pound show, though. Yeah. Not the, you don't have to move well to hurt somebody Mm-mm. when you're that big. No. Because that's, that's too big. It's like I, I told you about my uncle. Like, he's a big guy. Yeah. And I mean, and I don't mean big. I mean, he's not, he's not fat. He's just, but he's, uh, he's just a big statured guy. He's yeah. about six two. I guess he weighs probably a good. 300, I mean, pushing, you know, somewhere in there just based off height. And he would, he would hurt you. Some people are just bigger and stronger. Like, I've watched this man literally in every, he bent steel. I watched him bend steel. Yes, and you can't fathom it because you're like, I need tools to do that. Yeah. Exactly. A couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> not lefty and right. Let's start with the sledgehammer over here. Well, actually, give me that torch. Let me weaken this still. Yeah, let me weaken this. Yeah. yeah, let's burn it first. Yeah. But he didn't need that, and and that's what you get with somebody like Show. Uh, I mean, you know, my brother. He's the same oh, way. God. He's just he's so big and mm-hmm. strong. You don't believe it. You're mm-hmm. like, what? Because I grew up with him. Yeah. I grew up with him getting mad. And, Picking up chairs that like what is it they call uh is country country strong country strong yeah I got that that farmer string like he got ran over by a hay wagon and got up and finished loading hay like it didn't happen right yeah what Uh, I'm going to the hospital I'm going to the hospital hospital, hope even even if it's just (laughs) declared DOA right yeah (laughs) it squashed squashed most of his body out of his ears coming out of his mouth what'd you need me for yeah right like you brought him to the hospital (laughs) could you get him out of here (laughs) yeah. You should have made a stop at the What, what do you want us to do? Uh, clip the intestines out of his mouth? Uh, Anyways, it just like you said, some people are just big and strong. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that somebody that's 240 pounds that knows how to destroy people with their hands and feet and elbows wouldn't take these people that you're like, oh, he did this and that. And be like, yeah. oh, he, how did you take that big giant down? Oh, he hurt him. Oh, it was Brock Lesnar and Kane Velasquez. Yeah, that's exactly so what much smaller than him and Kane beat him. Just not like, oh, he got the best of them, and he counterpunched. And he, like did, he, he, did, he did everything right. You know, yeah. it was like, oh, you said what? Oh, okay, let me just beat you for about, yeah. what, three minutes and then just that, put you away. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't a, it, oh, he outperformed him in the technique he showed, and he didn't let that big monster get a hold of him. He walked straight at Brock that, Was that the only time he beat him? Hands. Was that the only time they it's fought? That's the only time they fought, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> of course it's the only time what? they fought. The reason they I- called Brock Lesnar and been like, hey, we got Kane lined up for you again. He'd be like, uh, yeah, Vince just called, and I signed a three-year contract right. with the WWE. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, well, see, the no I, thanks. The reason I ask is I wonder how much of that surgery that he had had for the diverticulitis. diverticulitis. I wonder how much that surgery had an effect on any of that. Because it, it, it started yeah, with a oh, kick yeah. to the ribs, right? Yeah. So, and that's what they discovered that he had, right? right? And I just wonder. I don't it's know, Kane's a beast. It almost killed him. Kane's a beast. What, and how scary would that be to be that man? What in his life has ever almost killed him? Other than the dumb right. shit he might have done. Right. Like vehicle accident yeah. or something like yeah. that. You know, just, but what in his life has almost killed him? Nothing. What could? Well, a shooting star off top rope. Well, that almost killed him. But dumb shit he's done himself. <laughs> right. Oh, fair enough. We can go, go back to that. There you go. Yeah. So, like, when you get that, it would scare the life out of you. This oh, yeah. almost killed me. Yeah. And I can't do anything about it. I can't punch it. I can't grab it. I can't fight it. I just have to like eat broccoli. Because that's what he's done. And fiber. Now yeah. That's and, like, what he's done his whole life. Yeah. There's any problem in front of him, he just wallowed it. That's it. Yep. And, and I, I mean, most problems didn't present themselves because why would you? Yeah. No. So we're going on an hour strong. Once again, we've 
Oh, boys. Knocked on that fucking, knocked on that door. What is it? About six minutes out? About six minutes out. So what we got, uh, what we got coming next week? Are we going to try to get somebody in? Is that the plan? Yeah, we can do that. If you want to hear somebody else on the podcast next week, get, oh, wait, nobody's listening. No, uh, <laughs> not, they're not live. They're listening. Uh, message me a hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you hear it. Send that, send when that you hear this this promo right Dude, here, message me a hell I know yeah. something we could do. I'm going to be so upset if nobody messaged me hell yeah. So, My mom won't message me. <laughs> yes, somebody, somebody has to do that for real just because we want to know. <laughs> we just, I, and I hope it's somebody, Rent. What if they don't have your number? Oh, no, message me on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. That's, that's it. That's where you're going to find this thing. Way to think on your feet. What do you think? And this may never work because I don't know who's going to listen to this. You don't know who's going to listen to it. We don't even know how many listens on these podcasts that we're getting are like replays or somebody that gets halfway through it and then listens again later on because it just yeah. gives you a listen for that. But what if we did like a QA? and a I mean, we could get on rest that. on today's wrestling topics and be like, hey, send either Justin or myself. Yeah, we'll do that. And on the next few podcasts, just give you a yes. few weeks opportunity to see if anybody really will message in and yeah. ask questions so and we'll read them. Send us messages on Facebook starting now. And I just had a thought now. I think we should make a Facebook page for the podcast. Maybe we should. And then we could, you know, I mean, obviously send it to us since we don't have one. You know, me or Jim. Right. But that might be a good idea. If you message us and if this turns out to be any kind of a a piece of a success, we will make a Facebook page and we will start doing this every so many weeks. We'll start taking... So watch out for that Wrestling and Ramblings Facebook page. Yes, because it is coming now. We're going to share it. Now it's coming. So if you see us share this uh, podcast, you definitely saw us share the other stuff. Yes, exactly. And give it a listen. You might like it. You might hate it. You might message us and tell us it's complete crap. But, but hey, you so far, I've gotten positive yeah, feedback from the people that have listened. Me too. And I know the people that really listen because they'll pick out something that we said. Yeah. And like some of them are just like, yeah, I listen to the podcast. And I'm like, did you hear this part? And they'll be like... Well, I just listened to the first. Yeah, I just listened to eight minutes of it. But, yes, if you want to send us messages on Facebook, we're going to try to answer them in, what we say, within the next two, three shows? Yeah, we'll give it a couple shows to see if yeah. anybody... Like, look, hey, if we get ten questions by next week, we'll answer them. Yeah, but and keep it wrestling-related. Ish. Ish, yes. You want to go off on the topic of MMA tangents like we just did? This is eventually going to turn in to MMA being involved one way or another. So yeah. it has been tonight. This was the beginning of turning our uh, wrestling show into a combat sports show, I do believe. The only thing we haven't touched on in this is bo- we did touch on boxing with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, we <laughs> combat sports in general. So are you good with what we have done today? Yeah, I think we just kind of came in with zero plan. And- yeah. Produced the show we produced an hour anyway, so I hope you guys liked it. You can like us on Facebook, our wrestling pages, Dominic McVeigh and Atlas Reed. A-T-L-A-S-R-E-E-D. And S-H-U-T-U-P. Shut up. That hurt. That hurt. You hurt my feelings. Well, I mean... I'm sorry. That's all the shameless promotion I have. You're good? I don't shamelessly promote anything. It's all full of confidence. That's very true. When I say go like Dominic McVay, I mean everywhere. I'm doing that with no shame whatsoever. Shameless. Shamelessly promoted. Yes. No, not bad. That's right. I don't do anything shamelessly. Everything I promote is full of shame. Yeah, technically. Full of shame. (laughs) Go like my wrestling page, please. (laughs) <laughs> I need to get to so many likes. If I, I, can, if, I can get a, is, if I can get a few more likes, I'll have as many as my wife. So if 1,200 <laughs> to 1,400 of you will go like my page. So <laughs> this brings me back around. I was uh, messaging, uh, or not messaging, I was trying to set up a store on wrestlingtees.com because it's a really good deal. Like, 
I didn't know what the ground rules for that site was until I got on there. They want you to have like 10,000 followers or something like that. Yeah. I'm nowhere close to that. <laughs> I'm like 9,900, no, 9,820 something short. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw a design on Pro Wrestling Tees like of one of our friends who we haven't mentioned this show, Honcho Hensley. Honcho Hensley. He always comes out <laughs> at some point. God. But uh, like I, I like the design that he is. It's, yeah. like it's like the a cartoon here. Cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah he's got another one that's like the Pornhub uh, logo, and it says Han Cho. That's not surprising. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, man. Well, let's go finish the rest of this UFC. Hopefully, and I predict. Uh, let's see. There's Joanna, and I'm going Joanna. Joanna's good, but I just watched the highlights of that girl. Yeah, she she's a beast, a and I may regret. I think Joanna's too small, but then I go with uh, Stylebender and Yo- Yoel, and looking at them, Stylebender's too small, but I think it's going to be a bad night yeah, for Romero. I do too. Unless he wrestles him. Unless he wrestles him. Unless he wrestles him. And I don't know, Stylebender's, he's a different breed. He's just, he's not, he's not your normal, like, oh, that's a bad dude. Right. That's like, oh, that's a Bad dudes are like, oh, that's a bad dude. Right. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know. Yep. All right, man. We'll see you next Saturday. Later.